1: Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Heather Steele, Becky Hull and Pascal Day. Hi, everyone. Hello. 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 (laughs) It's been a few weeks since we've recommended TV, film, podcasts. I have loads to talk about. What has everybody else been watching, listening to, etc.?
0: So I have been watching quite a rogue one again for me, but it's the world's most extraordinary homes on Netflix and it's with architect Piers Taylor and... Caroline Quentin. Oh, Oh. I see. I saw it when it was
2: on the Beeb over Christmas. I loved it. It's
0: so addictive, isn't it? I think there's that kind of balance of sneaking into people's houses and seeing how incredible they are and also just admiring... Amazing architecture across the world. Mm. It's called Season Two, Part B, and there is the most incredible one in Norway, and it is literally in the middle of nowhere. It is just beautiful, and basically, as I was saying, you see all this incredible architecture that they've done. You get to meet the architect, you get to have a nose, you get to scoop around the houses. It's just a nice bit of TV escapism at its best. So it's like Grand Designs. It's like Grand Designs, but very cheap and all over the world, and
1: all, like, all over
3: the world. No, <laughs> Kevin MacLeod. No, <laughs> no Kevin MacLeod. Cloud
2: features. I feel as well, you don't see the build itself either, do you? So it is just more about the homes themselves and the interiors, not necessarily just about, like, this is how we created the Exactly. It's more like you just get to have a proper walk around, see what it's like what it would
0: be like to live there. It's just utterly fascinating. It doesn't sound like much but I promise you you'll be so addicted when you watch it. Because I feel like with Grand Designs that most people watch it and you just really want the result. I think that's what's quite nice. You've got the end result so you're just in it straight away but we've seen them all now. I literally binged over the weekend but I really recommend watching Norway. It is (sighs) just stunning and if that doesn't make you want to go to Norway I don't know what will.
1: Is that what the episode's called?
0: Yeah, so they're all just done by the places. You've got in the second series India, Spain, Norway and Israel. But they're all at Absolutely stunning. It was just Norway. It's a particular standout for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I Norway. just yeah.
3: love those programs yeah. where like people do over their houses. Oh. Like my boyfriend keeps watching these videos in bed where it's like people make homes out of like storage containers yeah. and like mm. put them together. It's like
1: a new thing, like IKEA homes. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. I totally get
3: one. I really oh, would. Too. I think yeah.
1: it is the Genius.
2: our housing solution to the crisis that's it going on is. in the country is yeah. just to create all these homes. Yeah, they like, are amazing. Yeah. yeah, I've already bored Pascal and. Becky with this but speaking of property programmes uh, two of my friends were on George Clark's Old House New Home on Channel 4 and I hadn't seen that one before but again I'm the same as you Becky love a property programme what happens on Old House New Home so they usually focus on two couples or families who buy an old sort of usually a regency or sort of Victorian house or one where there are restrictions in place and then with the help of George you can recreate it and make it modern so how we create modern spaces in old buildings cool. my friends said in Margate and I knew that they bought this place but it was amazing actually watching it on TV because none of us like friends wise had actually seen it. So it's a period property from when? What um, does it look like? Yeah so it's a Victorian sort of semi-detached and there used to be five rooms on the ground floor and they've knocked through all of them so it's just this huge sort of space with lots of glass at the back so yeah, really modern. From the front you wouldn't really be able to tell because it's got all the period details outside but they've got like the most dreamworthy kitchen and a huge sort of diner slash open all the doors and eat outside and yeah they had a housewarming party on Saturday which we went to but unfortunately it rained the entire time so Aww. everyone naturally was in the kitchen but luckily it was huge so it was <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay well do you have a look at uh, the world's most extraordinary homes I know I'm going to be watching that thanks Becky. I have another recommendation on Netflix which is The Great Hack. Oh, I'm which desperate to watch mm, this. It's so good. So it is a two hour documentary about what happened with Cambridge Analytica and with both the Trump election and Brexit and numerous other the votes across the world, and how Cambridge Analytica mined our data in order to influence those elections, which we kind of already know, but it, it looks at it from the perspective of multiple different people, one of whom is a man called David Carroll, and he is a media professor. And he is the guy who sued Cambridge Analytica to try and retrieve his data. So he was basically like, okay, that's cool, you've used my data, I just want to know what that included. So it kind of follows him and his attempt to get that data back. And it mainly follows a lady called Brittany Kaiser who was a director at Cambridge Analytica and it follows her kind of through all the depositions when like the shit hit the fan and it's kind of a bit of a look at her personality and there's obviously like a big moral question about what happened and then it also follows a lady called Carol Cadwallader who is a Guardian journalist, she was a Guardian features writer and then basically got kind of turned on to this whole issue and found the first whistleblower who was a guy who had been one of the founding members of the Cambridge Analytica and she Has since been Pulitzer Prize nominated for her investigative work about Cambridge Analytica and what they did. So it basically breaks down exactly what it takes to influence an election in the way that arguably Cambridge Analytica did. So basically, the short of it is that media companies, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Google or Amazon, have over 70,000 data points on every single person in this world. And the scariest bit about it is they don't just use those data points to build a profile on your habits it's about your personality so they can deduce anybody in the world anyone in any given country into a particular personality category based on their data points which they can then use to influence those people so the way it works with let's say the leave campaign is they don't target the people who are definitely going to be leave or definitely going to be remain they target the margin in between the people who are undecided they use the data points that they have to analyze what their personality might be like and then they specifically go after those people with targeted content so basically the point of the whole thing is it explains what happens explains how they did it and it explains why basically data rights should be considered human rights now Mm. but I can't explain it. it is the most fascinating watch and as a follow up I listened to Carol Cadwallader's TED talk as well which is available on the podcast app and is really worth listening to because the facts and figures in this documentary are horrifying but her kind of rallying cry in this TED talk is like like spine
3: tingling. It is so scary. So oh, it is mad, isn't it? That's scary. scary. It is mad. God, I to um, watch that. So that Kaiser woman, she's bad.
1: So that's a kind of grey area, and also that's why it kind of becomes a, a bit of an analysis about her and the morality of it because she basically came forward. Arguably, she jumped before she was pushed
2: to be like a inverted commas whistleblower. So before that's it, what I thought she was. Yeah, yes. So well, she the one who'd gone into hiding or saying yeah. that she's mm. had to. She went like into
1: hiding. Exactly. Yeah. She like went into hiding in Thailand and then she flew back to be like, I'm going to confess everything. You know, I'm going to explain what we did so i've got nothing to hide but then stuff i won't ruin it but stuff emerges about people she was meeting with and country she was meeting with and and it's up to you to decide whether you think she's kind of a goodie or a baddie but she kind of has her own personal circumstances that might lead to why she did these things so yeah there's also that kind of personality element going on in the documentary too i'm down yeah. for it i'm mm. definitely gonna watch that this weekend Heather, there's a book that you have read and that you kindly lent to me. And I was away this weekend and I devoured it in 48 hours. You read it all. I read it all. I absolutely
2: loved it. So it's Three Women by Lisa Tadeo, who is a US journalist who essentially spent 10 years interviewing and following hundreds of subjects. And then eventually settled on these three women who are across various different states in the US in very different circumstances. And the result is a nonfiction book that focuses on all three women at separate times but don't you think it reads like fiction it was so gripping the way she writes is so beautiful that I felt like I was reading short stories about these these women if it
1: was fiction then my only criticism of it would be this is too unrealistic I'd be like this is just silly this yeah. would never happen so the fact that these are the true stories of these women is what completely makes it, it yeah. takes it from being a 90% book to an 100% book because it's got that validity
2: yeah so one of the women was discovered by Lisa because she was in a trial where she'd accused her teacher of having an affair with her when she was 17 now when the book was written she was 23 years old and the teacher had just been nominated North Dakota's teacher of the year and I think after years of all this misery because they weren't in a relationship anymore but she still obviously clearly had feelings for him but I think when she finally saw that he you know really moved on with his life and was now getting all this acclaim and she was older and realized actually that what he did was wrong.
1: Yeah I think it was more that she came to the
2: realization at an age that it was Yes. Abusive, exactly. It? Um, manipulative at the very least. Exactly. So yeah, she w- took him to court, and it, it says straight up, so it's not revealing anything. But yeah, she was not believed at all. They believed the man over her. So even that story in itself is so interesting about who we choose to believe based on age and circumstances and family circumstances, and there's so much evidence against him. But yeah, he was found not guilty. It's our prejudices, isn't it? exactly. Mm, yeah. And I think the point she's trying to make, trying Towards the end of the book is that should all be less judgmental especially women towards other women we should definitely cut each other a bit of slack so the other
1: two women the second is a lady who is kind of ended up in a bit of a loveless marriage isn't really sure how she got there so again this isn't a spoiler has an affair with her high school boyfriend and then the third is a woman who kind of seemingly had it all life of great privilege ended up marrying a guy and the theme that dominates their marriage is that he likes to watch her have sex with other men and that's just like their thing and sometimes it's they're not it's just her with another man he's either there watching or she's sending him videos yeah. so that's, that's kind of what I mean about the, the far-fetchedness yeah. of it but what I want to know like there's a lot of really explicit sex in there yeah. and it's not just explicit it's really detailed like I want to yeah. know how I know she spent eight years with these women but how does she get is I it know. true like, so
2: the most explicit sex scenes are with Lena so that's the lady who's having the affair with her high school boyfriend And Lena was just so open with her. So Lisa was living in the area while she was kind of following her around, so to speak. And after Lena had had sex and Aidan, which is the high school boyfriend, had sort of driven off, Lena would call Lisa straight away and say, this is exactly what happened. And then Lisa would drive there once she'd left just to be like, what's the temperature like? How dark is it? What did it look like? Wherever they'd been, whether it was a motel room or they used to drive to this sort of swampy area. She'd drive straight there to like, just take in the sights and sounds and smells just so she could really get that. I take it these are pseudonyms? No. So only one of, only Sloan's is a pseudonym.
1: Because I've tried to find these (laughs) women. It's straight away.
2: If you Google Aaron Nodal, which is the teacher's name, everything comes up because that's the first thing I did once I finished the book oh, I, I needed to know. And but Lena's a real person as well. Lena's a real person. Aiden's <laughs> real person. But
1: oh but it's just its brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's not like anything I've ever read before.
2: Yeah it's such a journalistic feat to have dedicated so much of your time yeah. to yeah. uncovering this because originally she wanted to write about male desire but she said that she interviewed so many men and theirs was all exactly all the same. same. <laughs> like there was only one route and one destination yeah. whereas with the women it was so complex yeah, that she. I can
1: imagine. And she said the reason she chose those three women is this is all in like the yeah. intro is because each one of them is relatable and I said I won't tell you which one but there was one that I was like fuck yeah I really relate to this person because it goes so deep it gets so uncomfortable in mm-hmm. how people feel and how women feel and why you do certain things and I reckon everybody can relate to one of them you know sleeping mm-hmm. with multiple men is like you know it's more Perhaps about why for the rest what, yeah, yeah it's about what drives people and why women behave yeah. in that certain way and yeah yeah god I mean yeah. it's just brilliant just really quickly I just want to say something I've got a book that I've got arriving to Day is educated by Tara Westover. Oh, uh, have you read can it? I Borrow that Because yes, that's on my list. So I listened to an Oprah podcast with her yesterday. Yeah. She's done a special with her Super Soul podcast. And she is basically a lady who was brought up in the Mormon community, as in, she went to the Brigham Young College, which is like a Mormon college, but that was her first time she'd ever set foot in a classroom when she was 17. And yeah, like an unbelievably strict education and background. She when she first got to university, she hadn't heard of the Holocaust, she mm. hadn't heard of Martin Luther King. I mean, completely sheltered. Yeah. And I mean, she went on to be Harvard educated, Oxford educated, and she's obviously written this this memoir now, but just listening to the interview, I was, you know, when you buy something on Amazon ad, you'll listening to something. So I'm excited to read that. And I really recommend the Oprah conversation with her. (laughs) Becky, it's your time to shine. We're going to talk about your ultimate A to Z glossary of beauty terminology. I loved this feature so much. You have literally broken down the entire alphabet with beauty terminology that we should know.
0: So can we address some of the more complicated things? I think, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to start with one that you guys might not think is complicated but I always feel like people ask me about this and to be honest with you, I was still a bit confused by paraben free. Mm. I don't know if you guys are but I feel like you explained this really well when on the show
1: you did vegan beauty. Yeah,
0: I think it comes up all the time. Like you keep hearing about, it's paraben free, and so many of my friends are like, I don't get what you're on mm. about. Put simply, parabens are like the most widely used preservative in beauty products. Which, on the surface, isn't actually an issue, but they have been linked to cancer quite definitely.
3: Well, like skin cancer.
0: Yeah, and breast cancer. Full carcinogenic. Yeah, and basically that is the point. Having said that, what is worth noting with parabens is there is the teeniest, tiniest amount in your products. That is what you should take away from it. But, if you do want to strip it back and you don't want any of that near you, luckily now there are more and more paraben-free products hitting the shelves. And basically parabens just make sure things last longer it means your spf lasts longer it just goes the distance more but you don't need it you do yeah. not need
2: parabens. i was gonna say if we follow the advice we're always given but probably don't follow about you should throw things away after three months mm-hmm. anyway then yeah. technically you probably shouldn't need power parabunk well anyway. exactly i yeah. think that's
0: the point i think people are just so much savvier with it now but that is why you should be looking for paraben free if it's something that bothers you so
2: are
1: there any brands in particular that do great paraben free products or any specific things that we should be that are really easy swaps to make
0: i think so so basically elf cosmetics are known for having a whole paraben free range and there are some really nice products in there and they're affordable you won't find much over like 40 pounds with elf which i know sounds a lot but on the surface what you're getting is products that last you ages they're you know, sulfate-free, paraben-free. And where can you buy Elf? So you can get Elf anywhere from sort of Boots, Superdrug, or you can get it on elfcosmetics.co.uk. And then I've also put down Devine's Hair Care, which is really up and coming. It is completely eco-friendly. Again, paraben-free, sulfate-free. They have the most strict back formulas, but the products are incredible. They're so nourishing for your hair. And they only use recyclable packaging. Does it, it make don't. it more
3: expensive?
0: Uh, no, not at all. I mean, the thing is, parabens have been put in, as I said, just to preserve your products, but it doesn't actually make, in terms of the cost and everything, mm. it's not costing more to put that in. So it should have no impact on how much you're paying. Right,
1: next one, Bakuchiol. We'll just spell that out, shall we? It is B-A-K-U-C-H-I-O-L.
0: Yeah. So basically, this is a new plant-based retinol alternative. Brilliant for pregnant women because pregnant women should not be using retinol. And it really has taken off this year. It was actually one of the biggest buzzwords for 2019. And it was one of the biggest trends on Pinterest. But the idea is it just doesn't take its toll on your skin as much as retinol because it's incredibly harsh, the original vitamin A. So this is completely stripped back and it doesn't have, you know, it's not going to overly sensitize your skin. It's got loads of antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. So you're not going to have that same harsh reaction, but you are still going to get the smoothing effects. It's really worth trying. And I've put down inky list, but another one is BB Beauty. They're incredible. Okay. And what else have we got? Mandelic. So Mandelic is actually one of the best AHAs. It's really similar to lactic acid. And again, it's still an exfoliant, but both lactic and Mandelic are known for being really, really gentle. So if you're new to like the AHA game, they're the two you should look out for because the molecule size is like much bigger than glycolic Which basically means it doesn't penetrate so deeply. So you're just getting really gentle effects
1: it really is a science it's isn't it It really is, is why I science. can't get my head around
2: beauty okay. but then yeah. that's also why it makes sense as to why products don't work on everyone and mm. I know that's why technically I guess we should all just be going to a dermatologist or whoever who can tell us exactly yeah. what we should be well, using because yeah, everyone's yeah. different everyone
0: is so different but I mean I use the Dr. Dennis Grove's peel pads and they've got mandelic and lactic acid and they do something I mean you're not going to get the same peeling results but it definitely for sensitive skin types look no further good to know thanks Becky okay if there was one term on this list that you think
1: that people ask you about a lot that always stands out as like a big one that people need to know about what is
0: it? I mean, there's several. I think paraben-free and sulfate-free are very much worth knowing about. But the one that I get asked about a lot is what is dermatologically tested? What does that mean? And literally, in its simplest form, it means that a dermatologist has tried, tested, and approved it. But surely, like, any beauty brand worth its salt would be checking its products with a dermatologist. Yeah, but then not many are, especially not in really. skincare. You'll find that on the labels, yeah. yeah. I mean, most are now, but there are a few that slip And what about, through the would makeup say that as well? No, it it's more really in skincare. Okay. Definitely more in skincare. But the amount of times people have been like, I don't know what that means. That is all it means. Finally, I have one last question. Yeah. It's for quercetin. Yeah, so this is a bit of a quirky one. (laughs) So this is popping up in way more products now. And again, it's just known to fight free radicals, pollution, UV damage. And that is all because it's really high of anti-inflammatories. Please may ask what free radicals are. Free radicals (sighs) are the main cause of aging. Right. And that is from the environment, basically. It's pollution. It's when you're a city slicker, but it's generally the aging environment. Okay, cool.
1: okay let's talk a bit more beauty there's quite
0: a lot of beauty coming up Becky I I know I'm ready ready,
1: ready. Um, we're going to talk about different beauty destinations to try in London you wrote a piece on some new things some that are quite grammable some that are Perky again. So
0: what made the cut? So we've got a nice little collection here. I've just done seven. I think actually one of my favourites, which is right at the top, is Face Bar London. Now, this is owned by makeup artist Nicola Fivash, and she used to work under Chanel's head makeup artist, Lucia Pika. So she is incredibly trained. She is amazing at what she does. And the idea of it is you literally pop in and just have really quick makeup is done to your face or you can have a full face of makeup but I think actually what inspired me was I saw someone who went for a hen do the other day and she had been and she said it was just so nice to pop in get your makeup done and not feel like you're at a stuffy counter in countering yeah.
3: yeah I feel like that's what a lot of people want isn't it to have their makeup Completely. done just quick and easy and it's quick
0: I think you can it starts from just £20 which on the surface might sound more than you'd like to pay for some people but I think if it's for a special occasion yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I yeah. Definitely. it's so worth it and as I said she has worked with some of the best in the biz so she is well worth seeking out it's not always her
1: presumably she's got people
0: no there's her. other people but i would recommend if you know if say it's for a henry or really special occasion try and seek out nicola just because she gives you like amazing recommendations she's oh. very thorough and it feels like you're really getting what you pay for i
3: would totally needs. do that yeah, yeah i would
0: definitely do I would that too. i mean i,
3: I would that. do it for someone else's henry <laughs> and, also, <laughs> and really, yeah. also
0: presumably she uses
1: products from all different brands because exactly. that's the problem if you go to a specific counter yeah. then it might be fine but there only using their own products and they're trying to push them whereas this is exactly. neutral exactly. territory.
0: Neutral territory, you get a real mix and she'll talk about what suits you. Yeah, I think that's what's nice. It Ooh. doesn't feel so suffocatingly small, mm. yeah. the area of what you can pick.
3: And I just don't always trust the people at those counters to know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, they just don't seem very good sometimes. No, like, have much. you done that? I Would haven't you... done it but yeah. I went with my friend who was trying to get some tips on having her wedding makeup done and we went to this woman in our hometown Debenhams my friend was like no this isn't what I want and she was like well I think that looks good and it was very much like <laughs> yeah. okay <The> yeah. <laughs> and it was just very nothing like mm, she came away yeah. and I was like you don't really look any different when right. you yeah. 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 better than
2: coming out looking like you
3: too much and yeah it just was like are you actually trained in this and then the other girl that was there was in college and it's like well yeah. you're not trained either no. yeah. you know? <laughs>
1: and also the thing is if you're doing something and you want to be able to recreate it yourself that could be a afford- because if you're signing at Bobby Brown you know God, yeah. Bobby Brown's incredible but if you're at the Bobby Brown counter and they're just putting you know that oh could be God, like couple £100 worth oh yeah, yeah. yeah. if you want to recreate the whole look so at least if you're somewhere they can
0: presumably she can recommend some more affordable substitutes exactly. for things like that's a good yeah. position to be I in I really Ooh. recommend it I've also put on House of Lady Muck oh yeah I like that one nude top <laughs> shops Oxford Circus so they always have kind of regular pop ups in different places but this is their new detailed fine nail art pascal I feel like you'd absolutely love it yeah but it's not you know it's a heavy nail art it's really detailed really pretty very chic and the place as a whole is gorge obviously get your it. and out. it's really
2: speedy as well very speedy kind of, it's it expensive you,
0: again prices are really reasonable and it's like a quick fix it's a bit like a kind of cheeky you no know, cow sheds yeah, yeah. offspring it's like that. yeah that's like what i say more fun nail art is having a bit of a moment. Oh my god, isn't it? it's having such a moment, and I think funny? I think it is funny because you remember there was time where people were like, "Oh, I'm not nail art," but I think it's so detailed and so chic and minimal now. Mm. You only catch it in the corner of your mm. eye, so it's just like it's like a, an accessory. It's like an extension yeah. of jewelry. yeah. So, yeah that's so it's true, so nice.
1: Okay, um, so that's in, in Oxford Circus Top Shop now. Yeah. can we talk about Glow for a minute? Let's so talk about Globe we We um, f- as part of a series that we ran with the Outnet on successful women. Entrepreneurs, we went to
0: to visit Sasha, who founded the Global at the space, and
1: it's really cool. The premise, isn't it? It is
0: incredibly cool. Again, very grammable, very yeah. chic. But I think what they've done and the idea of using sauna pods is incredible. Yeah, so basically, on the premises are infrared saunas,
1: and it gives you like a deep cleanse from the inside out. So you're in there for a lot longer than you would be a normal mm. sauna, it's like 30 40 minutes. Yeah, but it basically gets you to a point, at an optimal body temperature to sweat, like a deep sweat, like you would get from a really hard workout mm. class. So she said it releases endorphins in the same way that exercise class would, but exactly without having to do. This. Well, That sounds
2: uh, great. Again, Heather, you'd love this. You say that I don't really like normal saunas because um, I feel rather faint. So is it a high temp? No, it's the opposite. Oh, so right. that's why you can be in
0: there for so long. It's a more moderate
1: it's temperature. It's red,
2: yeah. In and that just, case, yes, yeah. I would love it. Sorry. And it boosts
0: <laughs> your circulation mm. and it can alleviate like back
2: oh, joint pain. Yeah. Ooh, it's quite okay. satisfying. She
1: said that people often, when they come out, you know, they'll use a towel and it's like a bit brown the towel because it's it's literally so like. Deep cleanse, yeah. yeah. It's Ooh. really, really cool. Um, she's also quite into to kind of crystal healing and the power of different herbs and things, isn't she, Sue? Yeah. So there's a cafe upstairs. Oh, yeah, for, with their sort of
0: superfood
2: bowls. Exactly. And, yeah, juices. Yeah. Exactly.
0: It's very wellness pop-up kind of place
2: to go. Yeah, nice. yeah. you're right. That does sound right at my screen. Yeah, yes. nice.
0: <laughs> And anywhere else to recommend? I'd love to recommend Ralph and Rice, actually. So after just talking about Devines, the hair care brand, in my little glossary A to Z, mm-hmm. Ralph and Rice is is East London's sort of sustainability salon. And I think what I love about this is they have been really environmentally conscious. So you use disposable towels there that are made mm-hmm. out of recycled and recyclable waffled paper. The idea is that when you buy the hair care products they use, you take them back in and you get refills. That's a good idea. So they have literally thought of everything, but without compromising on style or anything like that. It's got that kind of shabby chic vibe. It's quite cool. It's a really nice new salon to try if you are definitely on the more sustainable side. And price point? Price point anywhere from sort of £45 up. But I really recommend checking it out. And also the inside of the salon was designed using cork. And the idea Mm. of that is it doesn't harm the trees. Okay, cool. Well, if you are looking
1: for more recommendations of fun or different or quirky destinations in London for beauty, then do have a look at the piece on the site. Would you ditch... Drinks for a fitness date with exercise on the rise and casual drinking on the slide. The fitness date is the perfect combination for active singles looking for love and keen to stay healthy. Pascal, this has got your name all over it. So <laughs> tell me, would you ditch drinks for a fitness date? I feel like I know the answer to this question. No. <laughs>
3: of course I wouldn't. Okay.
1: So where did this come from? Is this like really a trend of people doing this?
3: Apparently so. I got sent an email, you know, with all the stats and stuff in it, but it is more like people people going on like hiking dates not so much going to holding hands on like a <laughs> <laughs> on a
1: treadmill or
3: anything <laughs> like that i don't know i just think it sounds truly awful
1: so what is a dream for i know you've been in a relationship for quite a while but what is a good first date? i presume this is the first date this is like early stages of dating situation so what is your idea of a good date
3: probably just something where someone buys me a lot of food <clears> is <throat> my dream when me and my partner went out on our first proper date We'd gone to a party, like, before, and someone had a swimming pool. And we'd had a few drinks, and I don't recommend drinking swimming at all. But I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to show off. I'm going to show how good at swimming I am.
1: That is sort of a fitness day. There is a sporting activity involved in
3: Carry on. So I jumped into this pool, and then I just swam straight into the wall. And <laughs> And it was fine that night, but the next day I woke up and I just had this scab right down my face. And then we went out for dinner the next day and I was just like, I just know you're looking at my face scab. It was really bad. So don't go swimming on a first date, I would say. But I don't know, I can totally imagine Jim's actually setting up date nights
2: or like speed classes dating in the for gym.
3: singles yeah, yeah, which would be my idea of hell
2: mm, so, yeah. Heather, did you go on a gym date? Not a gym date, no, again when I first started reading it I was just like no, 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 I can't imagine anything worse, I look awful in a gym kit because I just can't be bothered to keep updating it with stuff that actually looks half decent and because I'm so pale I'd go really bright red and oh, like, really sweaty so I'd just look awful I wouldn't be able
3: to talk either, I'd yeah. be too puffed no. exactly. yeah.
2: I think just all in all it wouldn't be a good first impression but then as I started reading it I would definitely go on a first date where you like grab a coffee and then go for a really long walk somewhere I'd be well up for that
1: we talks a lot about how walking
2: meetings are yeah. a good thing and it's because you don't have to kind of make direct
1: eye contact it's a lot easier for chat to just flow
2: so therefore yeah. surely that should be applied to exactly. dates as well. you could point things out you're yes. obviously walking past lots of different things so yeah if the a lull begins you can you know very easily pick the conversation back up <laughs> depending on where you were walking obviously if like Pascal said you were going for a hike there's kind of you've got to stick with it but if you were just walking. Around a nice like Victoria Park or something like yeah. that. If the date wasn't going great, there's a kind of a natural, quite quick if you want end point so you could you know, zoom off. That's if true. it wasn't going well, because
1: that's the only thing, it's quite easy to get out of a normal date. Whereas like you know you can just yeah be like, oh someone's calling me. But if you're like stuck in the middle of a park,
0: yeah. Becky, what about you? <laughs> I mean, guys, you know I love a little weekend walk. <laughs> I'm all here are for you, that. You I, you're a, a, handler. Handler. a long... Yeah, I'm into yeah. like a lo- lo- bit like you Heather. I mm. love a long walk. I'm here for that. But you would never get me on a spinning class on a date. Like, Sorry, no one needs to see that. Mm. Not on your first few dates. I'll save that for when we've been together for like 10 years. Do you know what I mean? No one needs and maybe to see not even me. then. Maybe not even <laughs> then. No one
2: needs to see me red, sweating, drip. Because then what have you got? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> got, what are you <laughs> left with? If yeah. you went out afterwards, especially if you went to like a nicer gym, you'd spend ages getting ready yeah. to then go for a meal or something. And I, they'd just be like, for me, where it's are too, you? It's too much. But having said that, I'd be down for like a little Punting or something. Oh, cute. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea.
0: Yeah. I thought why not? Or like bowling. Yes. Yeah, bowling couch. Couch. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. a good one. You like bowling. office. yeah, I have to say I'm completely different to you lot, and I actually love the idea of doing a proper <laughs> so I don't like walking. I really don't. I like being sedentary or doing like really hardcore exercise, yeah. I don't like marching between. <laughs> I love a gym class. Like I like I wouldn't just like go to the gym with someone, that would be weird. Yeah, that's But like it. a soul cycle class. Or yeah, like a cobalt. I think you want to pick a class where you can kind Kind of show off but not die so like spinning is perfect because spinning you control how hard you're yeah, going. so you true. can make it look like you're working really hard <laughs> but you don't have to really really be out of breath and dying so I think tactically picking okay, cool. your yeah. class is wise but it's
3: wise. not really a date if you can't talk to someone like in a spin class you can't yeah. be
1: like oh how's it going no no they're definitely how are you doing do you have any brothers or sisters yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna work no, but I think there has to be like a coffee a balance, or a, or a yeah. something either a either side of it. a smoothie <laughs> Yeah, some kind of health drink either yeah. yeah, But I think the idea of doing an activity is really great. And actually, mm. if that's something that's a big part of your life like for Ben and I that, it, that is quite yeah. a big part of our life. so yeah. that would be quite a good bonding thing rather than just talking about it like if you are having an awkward first date and you're like so I like spinning but you know yeah. that <laughs> it gives you the opportunity to like I don't know you can chat about the class afterwards the music yeah it's definitely an icebreaker yeah. yeah it's an icebreaker, yeah. Yeah, it's an icebreaker. Yeah. So, exactly yeah. also another thing is not everybody drinks that is the other thing that yeah. we yeah. often forget that not yeah. everybody drinks so very if true you, if you're not boozy then it's quite a good alternative very good alternative any other suggestions for things that are good date ideas that aren't sporty? and aren't boozy niche I know crazy golf oh, that's, that's, crazy. Crazy. But like, that's as sporty as bowling but it's not like strenuous is it that's a cool. maybe we would be into sport <laughs> yeah, I think you're more sort of into sporty than anything you are what about like a class is that weird is it weird to go and do like I think if a guy oh, said okay. to me like let's go and do some pottery I'd think oh, yeah. oh my god so I'd, I'd love that yeah if I got us to go plate painting or something yeah. do a bit yeah. of
3: like that. the ghost thing
1: yeah yeah the sexy yeah. there's a local it's not paint me pottery but like yeah. painting thing on my high street and they on Thursday nights. they open till nine and they have live music and they have wine that's nice <gasps> that's, so that's good. a good day that's a good, day. Very good I know. day that's what
3: I did for my birthday this year I took my friends we went and painted plates and it was amazing Yay. yeah I
1: wouldn't mind doing that I also feel like that's having a renaissance because this whole like mismatched plate thing is really in now and yeah. it's all about like hand painting
2: yeah, you just want one it. before would you like great yeah, exactly. my one yeah. plate so, <laughs> exactly
0: but now <laughs> and you could laugh about it if it was rubbish you could make jokes out of it yeah fine yeah,
2: fine.
3: yeah. Awesome I think boss. that's a good idea actually and like life Drawing classes and stuff like that. Yeah, or, good. Yeah. or like yes. a
2: museum. On my first date with my boyfriend, we went to the Hunterian Museum, which is in Holborn, and it's just got loads of body parts Ooh. in Ooh. jars because it's a medical museum. And it's <laughs> but it was really interesting. a carb. I thought you were going to say you went to like the National Gallery, no, but that's right. It was interesting because you could just walk and look at all yeah. these strange things and kind of Who talk. Who suggested yeah. that? Me. Okay, fine, because
1: I have to say, if a guy suggested that to me, I'd be like screenshotting to the girls yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no offense like I think no.
2: it's pretty really cool but no. I think a creepy suggestion from a man yeah I think because I knew him before uh, it probably really was it wasn't like a bloke out of the blue like but do you want to go look at some stuff in jars yeah. like, no none of that but you like, knew that he'd
1: be interested exactly and he'd, get, okay, bye, and bye, bye, he'd bye.
2: mentioned having been himself before but yeah again I think if you did go to a gallery it's quite hushed there so you
3: can't really yeah. talk
2: whereas if you go somewhere where it's sort of a bit more interactive or got talking points that's yes. another good thing yeah
3: me and Ollie went to Prague when we first got together and we went to the Torch Museum there and then the Sex Museum straight afterwards and they are basically the same thing like, like exactly the same I was like are we still in the same museum? It's not okay No, yeah. it was weird there was one man he was wearing this big puffer jacket Great. and he just like kept pulling out his like camera and being like God, taking pictures yeah, I was like this isn't good
0: Well I feel like both your museum trips took a slight <laughs> turn for <to> the worse <laughs> hey, I love mine we <laughs> are <laughs> still together
1: It worked out Firstly I think the V&A is more up my street but anyway sure, <laughs> each to their own okay well if you are wondering whether fitness day or otherwise is just look at the lifestyle content there's loads of ideas <laughs> Okay, we're going to revisit the topic of Hindus now. I know we've talked about that quite a lot on the podcast before, but we wrote a piece on how to organise a stress-free hen. And Heather, are you in the midst of organising one? I am at the Where end of go. September. So I thought we could just
2: run through the tips in this piece and share our wisdom. So how's it going? It's going all right, actually. Almost too well because it's approaching and there haven't been any sort of... Dramas yet. Dramas yet. So I'm waiting for that to happen, really. And I think, obviously, the closer we get to the date, just booking a few last minute things now so I'm just worried that all of a sudden the costs are going to escalate slightly and I'll be the one who's arranged it I'm arranging it on my own essentially because I'm the only bridesmaid and I don't really know many other people going on the hen do so it's a bit of a solo mission that's hard yeah, that's yeah, really that's hard but thankfully it's in London and nobody else lives here so I feel like I've got it covered it's my job to know where are good places to go that's to true. eat and drink and do things so yeah, I do um, you
0: to my head. Yeah. I don't
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we've got the accommodation but we booked that like the piece said get organized early so we booked that at the beginning of the year we're staying in an airbnb a nice one Mm -hmm. so that's all organized the girls have booked their train tickets from grimsby that's okay (laughs) that's all done and paid for booked the main activity that's all done so there's just now i've booked the restaurants and things but it's just a few little things because i've tried again the piece says like don't overdo it Because it is London, Mm -hmm. we're going to be travelling around a little bit as a group. I've tried not to pack it too much because I think when I first did like oh we could do this and we could go here and we could do this actually when I thought about it it was like all of us doing all of that's going to be too much and I've actually factored in a lot of getting ready time before going out on the Saturday night because even it doesn't take very long for me to get ready but actually seven of us all trying to get ready with one bathroom you know it'll take a while and also I'll just buy loads of gin so everyone can just have drinks when they're getting ready and I'm just trying to make it a relaxed affair for that bit rather than trying to cram another bar in before we go back or whatever so I I've already mainly planned it, but actually reading this piece has reassured me because I haven't really done one on my own before and haven't been to very many either because most of my mates were not married yet. (laughs) So reading this piece was reassuring, so the tips are pre-book as much as possible which I've essentially done get the balance right which is again the don't spread yourself yes. out too far and
1: can I just, just interrupt yeah, on that like, I, I really really feel that of all the hands I've been on like the best time that the, the yeah. most enjoyable part is the downtime part is yeah. either the pre-drinks or the when you're all just like chilling in one yeah. place yeah. I had one in London and it was two nights actually so we were like together for quite a lot of time and mm. yeah there were activities but the funnest bits
2: were just all everyone just like lying in the bedroom yeah. Yeah. with
1: close girlfriends as well like mm. it's really
2: special times either. yeah always got I think this group they're all from different walks of life you don't necessarily know each other mm-hmm. but I still think for the Friday night we're going to stay in like order pizza that's so and nice she loves gin so we're all going to bring loads of different types and just do it ourselves but I think it'll be a great bonding Definitely. that's how we'll all get to know each other and also if it's
1: starting on a Friday night yeah. like, people have been at work all day they've been at exactly. work all week and so rather than uh, had a mix of everything but the ones where you have a uh, force to kind of get on it on the yeah. Friday night are quite hard work yeah. and are yeah. just Definitely. not in that place Precisely. so just, and also better. Build up to the big night as well. It might exactly. experience if you're doing two nights. You, you need really to build momentum because if you do a big night the first night, then the second night, everyone's like, "Well, why are we still here? you're Right? Yeah. All they're hungover. Yeah. That's
2: yeah, all very exactly. reassuring. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, what else is on the list? So stay calm. Tensions can run high when it comes to Hindus. Again, nothing bad's happened yet, so I'm just waiting for someone to eventually be like, "That's too expensive," and then it all goes a bit wrong. But for now, because the, the one thing I haven't done or didn't do was set a budget because i just mm. had no idea how much anything was going to cost but instead we've just been sort of paying for the odd bits since january so every month people have had to give me sort of 40 quid here and there okay. every couple of months so i feel like doing it that way meant that hopefully it doesn't seem that much if people are just kind of yeah. slinging a bit of money here and there rather than me being like right everyone give me 500 mm-hmm. pounds when i hadn't even booked yes. anything or knew and so far i think it's okay i've so often had that where it's
1: like okay hi can you transfer 200 pounds by the end of the week and by the way it's thursday now like i I won this month it was the 15th it's like well that is nowhere near either payday yeah. like, no. no so I think taking small money in yeah. small increments for people is kind of
2: or I've been whacking it on my credit card and being like don't worry guys just pay me after payday sort of thing Yeah, and that is something tried. I wouldn't I have do. to say I yeah not. I
1: wouldn't <laughs> do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no that's <laughs> kind of you but
3: like people in my experience drop out and then they won't pay you mm. yeah, well so far I think everyone's paid not so much but they
2: paid a yeah. large yeah. proportion if they did drop out then they're idiots yeah. So probably the fact that there's only seven of yeah, you. Exactly. People are less likely to drop out because yeah. they know that they're kind of quite one of them's yeah. her mum. You know, okay, so, fine. And yeah, one yeah, of yeah. them's me. So actually, it's only really five people five, five, that I'm having yeah, to yeah, sort yeah. of... Nice. And also there's a sneaky separate WhatsApp group, as there always is, that my friend who's getting married arranged with two of her most forceful mates. Mm-hmm. And so I've been running ideas past them okay, first. Mm-hmm. I don't even know them, but running stuff past them. And then they basically, when I've suggested something to the group, they've instantly been like, sounds amazing. So, so you, you've got spies on the yeah, inside. So, so yeah. that, that's been that super handy. You but, do
0: need a force of yeah. nature in a group when yeah. you're planning a hen. Yeah. You need someone to
2: literally make those decisions. Yeah, yep. yes, yeah, I'm not a natural like right. Everyone do what I want to do. So I am finding it quite Maybe unusual. Maybe that's why I'm so good at planning hens. Pascal,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what's your experience? Have you planned hens before? I did plan one hen party last year, and I think I learned a lot from it. I wouldn't go abroad again. No. We went abroad because the bride wanted to go abroad. So, So what I learned, first of all, was to make sure everyone's on board with the plan. Because I thought everyone was on board with the plan. We were going to go to Marbella. And I was like, is everyone okay with this? And everyone was like, yep. And I just took that to be, yes, we are going to go to Marbella. So when it came to the point where I was like, right, I've looked at everything. It's going to cost this much. Then everyone started kicking off and being like well I didn't know it was going to be this much I wasn't in full agreement to this and I was like but we were, <laughs> He's like, mm, but you were. so it was no kind of like no. I would want everyone to you know maybe I'd do that a bit earlier work out the finances earlier and be like what does everyone think of this give me a strong answer mm-hmm. of yes or no and if you don't want to do it say no mm-hmm. because we want to come up with something that's works for everyone and I think just keeping it simple like I had a great time we all had a great time but it was just such a nightmare mm-hmm. to plan everything
1: doing it with flights I mean that's yes. like a lot it's a yeah. lot and
3: then everyone's messaging me separately being like I don't want to say this in the group but I think this and I can't afford Ooh, this people and i like, so oh on my independent god. God. And like oh, oh my this? god oh what time will
1: we meet? Yes. Yes. oh, we you know this? oh, oh my god what time you know when you've said something
3: like three times mm-hmm. and then they're like sorry when are we doing this it's like scroll up yeah mm. Mm. just roll up in the
1: next? it doesn't matter yeah it'll
3: it be nice so yeah I think I just wouldn't go abroad again and I would try and just keep it more simple and I think people have a better time then. like my boyfriend went on a stag party recently and he said that every single moment was planned and it was like we're getting up this time we're doing this then we're going here then we're doing this and it was like it was just too much mm. too I know much.
0: no boys like that that is impressive no <laughs> but it was
3: all very manly stuff like you know shooting guns mm. and then when we go to the strip club and stuff like that that. so it was like regimented but very Organized. gross oh, yeah. stuff mm. <laughs> yeah so i think just keep it simple yeah. just for your own sanity mm.
0: yeah. becky anything to add? yeah so i'm currently planning my best friends I'm, next oh, year sorry. yeah oh, but hers isn't till next year we have more time and i am incredibly lucky that her maid of honor is her sister so we're kind of doing it together and we have found somewhere and the best thing i would say is if you do kind of know where you want to go do get in touch with them as soon as you can because you're more likely to get a deal and we have been able to get a massive discount because of how early we've got in touch and also we did her sister's hindu last year and that was abroad. and I think the one thing I learned is A, you have to be a massive yes person mm-hmm, so, so many true. people on that hindu suddenly were like we were all like oh we're going wine tasting now and people would just be like oh I don't want to come yeah. no, you yeah. can't so
1: do that you like that so you have right.
2: to you have to be a yes person if you're a participant if yeah. you're yeah. going you're going and and so, do it for the bride like even that's if you the hate thing. the person yeah. who's organised it and they've been militants and stolen all your money you're
0: there for the bride bride. so I think that's one of my biggest things and I think also like you said just say if you don't want to do something rather than Around the bush because it wastes everybody's time, you end up losing deals, you end up losing money. So, I think that's what I have learned so far. But again, yeah, keep it simple, keep it fun. And I think the one thing I saw in this, which I think is really true, is keep the bride involved to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah
3: it's like what extent do you go she, to? She has no
0: idea where we're going, but she kind of wanted to know that we well we're going to have a communal space like I think little things mm-hmm. just to, for them to know that they can plan ahead particularly if you're a bride as well
1: who's been on a few so you might have some prerequisites yeah, so like, yeah. yeah if the bride likes to eat healthy food then don't just serve pizza the whole weekend yeah. you know yeah. just like consider the bride but, yeah. but also the other thing is that I really think that sort of more importantly than the bride is, is everybody else on this hen the bride hasn't paid she'll have mm. a fun time you know as long as all her friends are gaming up for it yeah. but it can dampen a hen even behind the scenes when people feel like you know whatever it is that they can't see where their money's gone or totally. they haven't been fed properly mm. or where they're yeah. staying is revolting you know whatever it yeah. is so i think you have to really be catering for all these people everyone so the masses as opposed to mm. well it's fine because x y z will love it but what yeah. about
2: 15 other people who are there yeah because they're never the cheap are they let's be honest yeah. even the, the simplest ones yeah because yeah.
3: kind of, you are paying a little bit extra each time for everything for the yeah. ride it, it does that yeah. but i always just try and think like when it comes to my hen party i would want people to put in the effort for me and that's what I think every time like if I go to one abroad or if I go to one you know anywhere I'll always be like I'm gonna put in the most effort and you know have a really good time do whatever they want us to do because when it comes to my hemp party if people didn't I'd be heartbroken if Mm -hmm. people were like you know didn't take part or didn't come or couldn't be bothered yeah.
1: it's the same with weddings as well mm. I feel like you've got to like show up yeah. like, there, there are some people who at our wedding were just like didn't need to be life and soul like it's yeah. not best friends but like friends who were there who were like such good value and I feel so ready to pay it forward at their mm. weddings
2: actually and it, yeah really people surprised just, by it people mm. who hit the dance floor with real yeah. enthusiasm totally. early or they're just mm. smiling exactly. the whole time exactly
1: yeah. people who spoke to
2: parents or you know people yeah. who
1: were really polite or mm. went the extra mile or, yeah. or had the best mm. time That's like whether it's or a wedding like I think you do really appreciate that when it comes to yeah I would so agree yeah okay well there are more tips in this piece including stay calm guys remember to stay calm (laughs) choose the right accommodation I think that's so true and actually my biggest tip on that as you say about shared communal space is so important I've been in ones in hotels and they just don't work as effectively Mm. because in that downtime, everybody like splits off and you don't get that like vibe so definitely definitely don't go to a hotel go somewhere where there's some kind of space to all be together and pre-book as much as possible. Well, I mean, that kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? Even if it's in, just rock up <laughs> yeah. somewhere. We've got some great, really helpful tips in there, as well as advice for keeping cool when you're planning home. I think that's just about all we've got time for this week. If you've got any feedback at all, please do email podcast at com. We love hearing from you. Also, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Bye-bye.